you all this morning. We ask that the Lord Jesus be with you. Those are on the internet, phone hookups, that the presence of the Lord will be there also. Amen. Let's just sing, Once My Heart and Soul. Once my heart and soul
how much we love him. We love you, Jesus. Oh, God, for dying on Calvary, oh, Jesus. Oh, God, if it wasn't for your grace, for your mercy, for your blood, oh, Jesus, that you shed on Calvary, oh, Jesus. Oh, God, you're not a God of 2,000 years ago. You're a God of today. You're the same yesterday, today, and forever, God. You never change, oh, God. You still heal, oh, God. You still raise, oh, God, those who are in their afflicted bodies, oh, Jesus. You raise them up, oh, Jesus. Oh, God, you still save lives. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. This says we go to prayer. Can we sing Jesus, Jesus? Is something about that name. There's a prayer request for our brother Clarence. It says, please pray for, pray for our brother Clarence. He had a bad fall and, and broke his hip and shoulder and is in a lot of uh, pain. Um, he's in home care for the next two months in rehab. So just pray for a quick recovery and that the pain would subside. Amen. Sing Jesus, Jesus. Jesus, 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 there's just something about song one more time as the brothers come for the morning offering. Jesus, 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 there's just something about
Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we love you so much, Lord. Lord, to be gathered in your house this morning, it is a privilege, Lord. We just find ourselves taking time, Lord, of the busy week, and now we come into your presence that we can come and lay aside, Lord, every every thought and every weight that would beset us, Lord, but we're here to worship you this morning. Lord, to tell you we love you and we appreciate you, Lord. Lord, you've been so faithful to us, Lord. You've taken care of us. You've helped us, oh God, when we, Lord, found ourselves in traps, Lord. The enemy would try to trap us, but Lord, you've given us a way of escape, Lord. And so we're here to give you glory this this morning, Lord. Lord, to worship you, the King of Kings. We're so thankful that you came down from glory, Lord. Lord, a redemptive story. My God and Savior came in Jesus. What's his name, Lord? Lord, we want to just welcome you this morning and just say, Lord, be pleased. Be in the praises of your people, Lord, as we would worship you, Lord. Come down and anoint the word this morning. We're just asking you to be with the minister this morning, Lord. Would you speak the words of life through him, Lord? I pray it would quicken, Lord, that seed you placed inside us, Lord, that we would respond to the word of God, that it would change our lives, Lord. We're asking that you forgive us for our failings and our shortcomings, Lord. We fall short every day, but, Lord, we just commit our lives to you. And just, Lord, we want to be pleasing to you, and that's why we're here, Lord. So, Lord, Jesus, we just pray that you'd, Lord, we just want to remember Brother Clarence this morning, Lord, he's been such a blessing to the congregation. Lord, we just ask that you'd touch his body, Lord. As he, Lord, even as age would come, Lord, we just pray that you'd take the pain away. Would you, Lord, strengthen his bones, oh God, and would you, would you come into his room and give him a peace, Lord, for Sister Audrey, Lord, give her a peace in her heart, Lord, that all would be well. Lord, we're just committing the rest of the day to you, Lord, to the offering lord we just give from our hearts freely we pray that you would take it lord and use it for your kingdom we ask these things in jesus name amen Amen. your seats as the brothers take up the morning offering let's just sing when jesus comes you want to get ready for your special When Jesus comes, the tempter's power is broken.
bless you this morning. This song is a result of for the Michael service. And at the end, we sang it, the chorus, and I thought, you know, those verses haven't been sung in, in a long time, and it, the, this song is beautiful verses, so I just trust that you're blessed. I, asked, I actually added a verse from another song as well. The holy hills of heaven call me to mansions bright across the sea where loved ones wait and crowns are given those hills of home are calling me seems I can hear the angels sing with harps of gold and a thousand strings earth holds no charm when I hear that song the hills of home are calling me this house of flesh is but a prison and bars of bone hold my soul but the doors of clay one day will burst wide open when the angels set my spirit free and I'll take my flight like a mighty eagle when the hills of home start calling me I see love once over yonder Their tears are gone And their hearts are free And from the throne My Savior beckons Those hills of home Are calling me This house of flesh Is but a prison And bars of bone Hold my soul But the doors of clay One day will burst wide open When the angels set my spirit free And I'll take my flight like a mighty eagle When the hills of home start calling me 
And I see love ones over yonder. Their tears are gone, and their hearts are free. And from the throne, King Jesus beckons the hills of hope are calling me. Sing it with me. Oh, this house of flesh is but a prison and bars of But the doors of clay one day will burst wide open when the angel said, My spirit free, and I'll take my flight like a mighty eagle.
It was announced, but I, I, I wanted to announce it. Our, our brother's passing, Brother Frank Fletcher, has been a part of our assembly for 38 years. Long time. He was a, a blessed brother in Christ. And we had the privilege of being with Brother Frank many, many times, of course, over the years. And different ones have been a strength and an encouragement to him. Brother Murphy and I had an opportunity to pray with Brother Frank just before his passing. And I thought that was very special. And I'm thankful. Brother Hugh is there to welcome him. Brother Henry. Is there welcoming him? But Frank's not alone. There's many of us that have gone before us. And then one day we'll all cross over. We'll all take that last step. And we're thankful for a brave, valiant man of God, such as our dear brother Frank Fletcher. I've had quite some challenges this week. That's why I'm not speaking this morning, Brother Murphy, by the grace of God. And he's going to be speaking to us. Bureaucracy is a terrible thing. It's a very terrible thing. And, uh, you know, we just want to give honor to Brother Frank. And then, of course, through all wills and probate and lawyers and doctors and signing off on agreements, if they're not all your T's crossed and dot, dot your I's, there's some problems of trying to actually have a ceremony for our dear brother. But, Lord willing, not this Monday. But next Monday on the 13th of June at 1.30 here at Cloverdale Bible Way, we'll be having a memorial service for our brother Frank Fletcher. And it'll be an opportunity. A couple of his sons, Lord willing, will be here. And they're those that loved him, some of his family. But I want you to know that Cloverdale here was his family. I had the privilege of going through his Bible, which we always seem to do when we're preparing for such a service, and there's not a minister that ministered over this pulpit that Brother Frank didn't write something in his Bible that the Word of God touched his soul. And I said to the brethren this morning, it just seemed that there was a tremendous thread throughout every brother's preaching that touched Brother Frank's life. And I won't go into it today, but we'll speak about it on his service. But it's amazing how the Holy Spirit deals with a person's soul. So we want to give honor to our dear and precious friend, Brother Frank Fletcher, June 13th, Lord willing. If we can get through all the hoops and hurdles, it will be here at 1.30 on June 13th. God bless you. This says Brother Murphy comes. Can we sing the goodness of God? I love you, Lord, oh, for your mercy never fails me all my days. I've been held in your hand from the moment that I Oh. Uh-huh. 
our hands. Let's stand all together. Lord, you are so good, Lord. It is true that we serve a good God. The good God is so good that it become a flesh. That it call the name of Jesus, Jehovah's Savior. That saved all of his children from sin. That God is so good that a man that are broken hearted. That God is so good that heals at all sickness and said by his stripes that we were all healed. And that God is so good. And he said, I'll go prepare a place for you. If I go, I'll come back and take you unto me. Where I was, and you're going to be there also. Oh, what a good God that we serve, Lord. We thank you, Lord. Lord, I just pray that you take this as service this morning. And make your goodness as a manifest to us again. Just more and more. Let us see you in a more in the reality. Lord, and not just the word on the pages. But may the God who wrote the Bible jump out of from the pages. And embraces as a bread. And bride and said, how I long to have a fellowship with you. Nobody, nobody can fellowship. Let his own wife can fellowship with him. Oh God, we come in this morning. To worship you. To sing praises you. Lord, to worship you in the spirit and in the truth. And to see that, Lord, that we love you. May the goodnesses of God just follow us all the day of our life. We thank you, Lord. We ask you to take this, uh, Lord, a humble vessel. Speak to your children. Lord, people not coming here to hear my word. People coming here to hear your word. So, Lord, I need you, Lord. Oh, how I need you, Lord, at this moment. Because a man would have nothing that can invest in the people. Because a man's word will fail. But, Lord, it's just one word from you. One touch from you. Lord, it will satisfy us. We thank you, Lord. We ask that all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you all. Let's turn to the scripture. Let's turn to the scripture, book of Isaiah, chapter 60. Isn't it wonderful to be back to the house of God, to hear it is His word and to worship Him and to know that a God is reality, isn't that, Brother Drake? Amen. Book of Isaiah, chapter 60. Verse 1 and verse 2. Arise, shine, for thy light is come, and the glory of the Lord is arisen upon thee. For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth, and the gross darkness the people. But the Lord shall arise upon thee, and his glory shall be seen upon thee. Let's turn to First uh, John. The scripture that we read the last time, but I would like to continue the light of life. First John chapter one. Hallelujah. Amen. We thank the Lord. Chapter one, 
verse 4. And these things are right we unto you, that your joy may be full. This then is the message which we have heard of him, that declared unto you that God is a light, and in him is no darkness at all. If we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have a fellowship one with another. And the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. May the Lord bless this word. You may be seated. The Bible that we just read, it said, Arise and shine, for the light is come, and the glory of the Lord is arising upon thee. For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth, and to the gross darkness the people. If there is any day that we call this the darkness has been upon the earth, that is the age that we are living in right now. And it's not only that the darkness is upon the earth, but it's also the darkness upon the people. And it's not just the regular darkness, but he said it's the gross darkness on the people. But the Lord has promised us in this gross darkness that he said, rise and shine because your light has come. How we thankful to the Lord that He give us the promise. If no, there's a promise. If there's a no promise that He said that the light is coming, we're living in the total darkness. And then the gross darkness is out upon the people. But because He has the promise of that, and then we need to reflect what He has said. Because whatever God has said, He meant it. When if He said, He said, by my stripes you are healed, He meant that. If he said, believe unto Jesus Christ, that you and your house shall be saved, he mean that. Otherwise, God wouldn't even put the word of the black ink on the pages. When he put the word in the Bible, black ink on the white page, that means God said, I put it in there. If I put it in there, I'm a hundred percent behind that. And he got enough power to behind what he said. But we live in the age that the people's mind was darkened. Then the people cannot think straight. And the people, the reason is because they don't believe the word. And then when people don't believe the word, they fall into the total darkness. And then in, um, uh, in the second Corinthians, uh, second Corinthians chapter four, four, it said, in whom the God of this world has blind the minds of them that which believes not. Lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ who is the image of a God, should shine upon them. The reason the light cannot shine upon them, cannot reveal it to them, because of their mind has a blinded. When a person's mind blinded, they come into the total darkness, they only believe what they want to believe. And they only see what they want to see. And so we saw this, uh, the, the earth that has the, coming into the, the gross darkness. I'll just show the, how the darkness of the, the people that in this little world are in. Uh, I just want to brave it. I don't want to put too much time on a negative part. But we live in the world. It's not just the climate change, not the, the weather just uh, uh, becoming changing, you know, the pollution and uh, uh, different things that the trees are dying and the, the, the uh, sea level is the rising. It's not only that. All of the cause because of the men's, uh, man's mind has been darkened. 
And then when the darkness is on the, the, the people because of the truth not to believe God. Isn't that that the Bible in the book of Romans said that they know there is a God, but they don't want to believe Him. And that the truth not to believe it. They want to shut their eye and to don't believe the God anymore. And so uh, this time we went to the, the, down to Florida and to take the family. And, so, and then we went on a, a cruise and a, uh, just uh, sailed on the sea for a few days. And I, when we were on the sea, then we, uh, you know, we eat. Uh, of course, there was a lot of food to eat. And then, uh, almost from the morning to the night, to the breakfast, to the lunch, at the night. And when we're a Christian, what we do? We pray. And then after that, I prayed. And the whole cruise, during the, the time, seven days in the cruise, there was 5,000 people on the cruise. I didn't see one person pray before their food. You talk about the darkness that's on other people. And when you pray, people look at you funny. They said, where is this animal coming from? They don't, they, there's nothing that in the, the people, that the people, that the things that used to be normal, it becomes so abnormal to the people. And the darkness is on the people when they don't do things that is right and that they didn't even give it a second thought about it. They just go like a, like a pig under that apple tree. When an apple drop on them, they never lift up their head to look at where they're coming from. But the people's mind are darkened. And the things that is normal that the people today consider abnormal. And those things that is not only just on the people that are in the world. And the things that drop into the church also. The world come to this position is because the church has a derogatory into the such a such a situation. And I remember that years ago when I was in China and still in the streets of the church was the garment church, and they have a choir, and the people they're coming and singing, and I'm one of the choir, and you know we're we're young in those time, and we went there and just singing and the praising. We don't know much about the God, but it just, you know, it's a good atmosphere that we call it. You're going to the church and uh, to sing and the young people together. We feel, oh, that's, that's nice. You know, there's a something uh, that, is, uh, that is a positive. There's a something uh, that is uh, good about it. And we went in on the singing. And when I came out, I saw the, the leader of the choir and the light up a cigarette. And to the, then the, uh, the, the pianist. That the play for the daytime, they play for the, uh, the theater or the bars, and uh, literally he play for the bar. You know, that's why I understand what is the prophet has said. And the literally, that they go to play that at the bar at the nighttime and at the daytime and they come into the church to play for us. And in that atmosphere, he be touched too. And we're just, uh, you know, the, the ladies is all wear shorts as they come into the, the choir. You almost can see through that everything they wear. And the word of the man just the word of the shorts is just to put on a white robe on. We don't give it the thoughts of it. Why? In the total darkness. And then there is so the pianist so to go out to light up the cigarettes. And in the nighttime, they all went, uh, went out to, the, to, uh, to have a beer and to the, talking about the things. And with the beer in their hand to talk about the Lord, without even feel shame about it. Do we feel strange? We don't feel strange. Why? The gross darkness is under the people. But in that gross darkness, then the light starts shining. 
Then when a message that will come, you know, you start to feel like you know, the African people, Brother Benham said in South Africa, and it doesn't have to tell them you're naked. Who are the naked, the, uh, the, the native people? When they hear the word, when they saw God is moving, something that's in themselves, that's moving in them, they're the woman that are naked, that fold their hand, they go out over to the church. Why is it? The light has to shine on them. When the darkness is under the, the people, then the people's a woman. You can't blame them because the darkness is under the people. Their mind cannot think it the right. People that are in the church, even only under the church lights, they're still in the gross darkness. Before the dark, before the lights has a shine on them, the church light might be okay. Before the, the message light, the son of a man light has a shine on them. Just going to church, it is okay. Just sitting at the pew, just listening to the, the light of the secrets and afterward, and going to talk about things in the world. That's okay because the gross darkness is on them. But when the lights come, all of those lights have been put in it away. If the people that live in the, the darkness is so long, when the lights is shine on them, they become a cannot used to it. Did you ever, uh, did you ever coming from the dark place to go into the light and place? And the, uh, you know, when I, when I go to pray, I usually go to the closet and so there's a no light and it's a dark and I'll just pray it over there. And when I come out and the, uh, uh, the, the, the house is still has the, uh, the, the light bulbs is lightning there, uh, has a light in there, then your eyes is cannot used to it. You'd almost have to shut your eyes to let your eyes just have to, you know, close your eyes just barely so that your eyes can adjust to the light. But if you stay in that light long enough, your eyes will adjust to it. But if you find out that the people in this age, they don't want to stay there in the light long enough. And they're in the darkness and when they come into the light, it becomes so bright and it blinds them. And they don't want to stay there. If you stay long enough to hear the word, your eyes will eventually be open. If you come out from the darkness, stay in the light long enough, you will adjust to the light. You will love the light. You will see the things that you never saw before. You will desire the things that you've never been desiring before. And you'll find out why people that in this hour... That when we come into the closing of the all ages, they start to drop. They start to living the message. They start to not believing Jesus Christ anymore. What's the problem? The light become too strong for them. And when they are just to just make the ochre light, just something that is the just something that was a soft the yellow, if you call it soft white, and they adjust to that another mellow light. But when the light starts to shine on them stronger and stronger and stronger, then they, all of a sudden they're not used to it. They cannot adjust their eyes. They cannot see it. That the light actually blinded them. But you see that the message is not supposed to be stagnated. The word of God was to keep climbing. Because God is unlimited. What a 2,000 years ago is not what is today. The Methodists, the Baptists, the, the Pentecostals, they have their light in their hour. But in this hour, God has sent the supreme light. Brother Bisco had a preacher of the one service called the Son of a Man light. That's the light that we're having. We're having the Son of a Man light that in this dark age. 
The message is just climbing and so they become a stronger and that they put forth a stronger light than ever. If it is a person not a walk into the light, they will be dropped behind in the darkness. That's why that's why the people can be in the church for years. But if you're not walking in the light, as the light becomes stronger and stronger, then they'll start being dropped off of the, drop out of the line and be staying in the darkness. Because the one that the supreme light, the God's light has to come, it shines in every dark part that in the person's life. And it's the need that the person constantly keep himself in the light. And not try to put out the light, but to walk in the light. When you walk into the light, if your eyes keep focused on what the word of God said, that your whole body was in the light. It's the book of Luke, chapter 11, 34, it said, The light of the body is the eye. It said, Therefore, when the eye is single, the whole body also is full of light. But when the eye is evil, thy body also is full of darkness. That's why when our spiritual eyes, when it is opened, when it is enlightened, we must keep our eyes, not be distracted. Because if the eyes is single, then the whole body is full of light. So your eyes must be focused on the word of a God. That's exactly right, Brother Ebia. You keep doing that. You won't disturb me at all. You just keep believing it. Your eyes must be singled and focused on the light. Because if you don't focus on the light, then the darkness starts to come on your body. Just as a Brother Ebia, you focus on the light. You said, my eyes are still not open, but your spiritual eyes is open. As long as you focus on that supernatural light, that supernatural light will drive away every darkness. Your eyes is such an important thing. If eyes is blind, the whole body is dark. But when eyes is enlightened, when the light that are dropping or shining into your eye, then you can see. Then your body can function. No matter how much muscle that you have, no matter how athletic that you are built, built by, but if the, if the eyes is not open, you're just bumping into things. You're just probing into this and probing into that. Everything you just touch, everything you just feel, you just, you're just blind. But the light is specifically made for the eye. You don't use your body to feel the light. You don't use your nose to smell the light. Your eyes is made for to receiving the light. And that's why God gave us a spiritual faith. To believe on God's word. So that the light of the word, the revelation can hit your spiritual eyes. So that you can receive it. And when you receive that light, not rejecting the light, then the light will lighten up your whole body. You know who you are. You know where you're coming from. You look at the word of a God who said, that's nothing but the truth. And then when you saw the darkness on your children, you said, believe unto Jesus Christ, me and my house shall be saved. When you are in a sickness, when you look at the word of a God, you say that the word of a God has to shine a light upon me and said, by his stripes, I am healed. When that light shining into your retina, 
and let it reflect in a different signal. Instead of the word of God, it's the truth. No matter how gross darkness the light is, your eyes won't see it. Because your eyes will only be lightened up by the revelation in this hour. Your eyes, when it's enlightened, the single focus on the word, not your job, not your, you know, the promotions, their entertainments, or the things that are social media, whatever, the news, the CNN, the Fox, or whatever, or who's the president, or who's the prime minister, or which party it is on, is all the same. If your eyes is enlightened, if you focus, and only focus on the one thing. They won't be distracted. And all besides that become a gross darkness. And that you only see the light that is through the word of God. That's why when you single your eye. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. The other day we have this my fellowship with, the, uh, with some sister and... Uh, and I will share that this, uh, that with them. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. And then the Bible said all these things will be added unto you. And I said, what does it mean to seek ye first the kingdom of God? That means you focus. That is that there is a light there. Your whole eye is only focused on one thing. You know, there's a, when the light strikes them. Is it called a retina? Or cornea? I'm not a scientist, so you, you forgive me. I'm a... Anyway. So when the light's coming, shining on the eye, it goes through the back of your eye. And it was uh, re- reflected. And uh, then they send the signal into your brain. Because whenever the light shining in it is upside down. But uh, when it uh, comes to your brain, and then the brain process it, and it put it at the back. Then you saw something that is real. You know, sometimes I find out that the people, their brain had a problem. It's not that I had a problem. They believe it. They believe it. This is the truth. But their brain has a problem. Because they don't have the mind of a Christ that's living inside of them. So to them, everything is twisted. That the people, they might be in the world and they might be having the physical eyes for just 20, 20. Everything says right, but the process is different. You must have the, the mind of a Christ so that in order for you to process the things right. Because otherwise you saw that the scripture, whoa, it doesn't make sense. But if the mind of a Christ is even inside of you, it turned that around and said, this is not the trial. This is not a difficulty. This is not something that is a harsh. This is a disguised. When you walk into the light, then the light of the shine on you, then the mind of a Christ is living inside of you. When you look at that sickness, you said, Goliath, you're gonna fall. When you look at the darknesses on the family, you said, Goliath, you are going to fall. And then the testimony gonna rise it up way better, way greater than what a trial you put it on me. You must have processed it right. And it said, seek ye first of the kingdom. You're focused on that. Brother Branham said that you live a life centered around the Jesus Christ. And I told her, the sister, I said, seek ye first the kingdom. The Bible never said, then second, you do this. 
Third, you do that. Seek ye first the kingdom. The Bible said all of this will be added unto you. It's not that, oh, I might, I might change my priority, you know, because put God first and this. God is the only choice. There's no priority. God is the only one. It's not that you seek Him first and seek the second of my job or my family or this and that. God is the only one. Then the grace of a God kick in and said, I will add it on to you. I will add your family to you. I will add your job to you. I will add everything that you needed to you. But seek ye first the kingdom of a God. Too many options cause confusion. God never causes you confusion. He doesn't give you much option. There's the only option. You either receive me or reject me. You either seek me or drop me. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. Or if I can put it away, seek only the kingdom of God. The rest of them, all the same, God said, I will add it unto you. Make sure that our decision is centered around Him. Make sure that everything that we do, make sure that every decision that we're making, seek ye first the kingdom of God. Is that a beneficial my walk with the Lord? Or is it putting me away from the Lord? Is it the shining the light that on my, on my life? Or is this going to put me into the darkness? Is this going to cause me confusion, unnecessary, self-inflicted at a pin? Or this is going to give me the sweetness that I'm walking with the Lord? Then the Bible said, Take heed therefore that the light which is in thee be not a darkness. If thy whole body therefore be full of light, having no part dark, the whole shall be full of light, as when the bright shining of the candle does give, give thee light. So when you single your eye on the light, when you single your eyes on the Word of God, on Christ, then your whole body will be full of light. Then there will be light in your work. There will be light in your job. There will be light in your daily living. There will be light in your education. There will be light in your family. Because your whole body is full of light. When your eyes is open, when the light, you have a light that is shining into you, then the light will direct everything that in your daily living. And in your job and in your promotion or, or whatever that things, the light starts leading you. You won't be in the confusion because your eyes are singled. Single is to seek Him first. Seek Him only. It doesn't mean that you don't have any problem. You will still have a problem you have to deal with, but you're not a blind. When you're blind, you're dealing with things just blindly. But when your light shine on you, you know God is your answer. You know the Word is your answer. You know no matter how dark that is, there's always a light behind it. In God... There's no darkness. He's all light. Then the Bible said in James 1.17, Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above. And it comes down from the Father of light, with whom is no 
variableness. Neither shadow of turning. There's no shadow. No matter what God, what part of a God, there's no shadow about Him. Everything about God is a light. And then the Bible also said, 1 John 1.15, He said, This this then is the message which we have heard of Him and declared unto you that God is light and in Him is no darkness at all. When people in the dark, they don't want people that have a light. Darkness only have a fellowship with darkness. The Bible says that what communion between light and darkness. When light comes, darkness is gone. And the darkness only can have a fellowship with darkness. And darkness can only claim darkness. But darkness cannot claim light. But light can claim darkness. Because of whatever darkness has covered, when light comes, light uncovers it. Light will claim every territory that darkness has taken it over. But the darkness cannot have taken over the territory where light is at. I'll explain this some more. So when your vision is singled, you're not in the darkness. Then the darkness cannot fool you. No matter what you try to do, when the lights shine on it, it drive away all the darkness. The darkness, as I said, cannot claim anything that belongs to the light. And God, He said, He said, He is a light, and in Him there's no darkness at all. In another word, the darkness cannot claim anything from the light, which is God. When God is a full light, the darkness said, there's nothing belongs to me. When darkness is to come before the light, it will expose it to him. It will expose it to everything that the darkness has it holding. So, that, uh, that's why in the John 14 and 30, it said, hereafter, I will not talk much with you, Jesus said. For the prince of this world cometh and has nothing in me. In the Amplified Bible, it means, I will not talk with you much more. For the prince or the evil genius, the ruler, isn't the Bible said that Satan is the ruler of the darkness? That is the principality in the air? We're not fighting with just the government or the human being or this and that. We're fighting with the ruler of the darkness. And it said, for the prince of the world is coming. And the Amplified Bible said that he has no claim on me. Or he has nothing in common with me. There's nothing in me that belongs to him. And he has no power over me. Praise the Lord. Darkness has no claim on that is the light. So when you had a revelation... When the revealed of the word, when God revealed himself to you, there's no darkness there. Just like when Jesus was on the earth, he said, God, he is a God, there's no darkness. He said, God is a light, and in him, there's no darkness at all. 
That means that Jesus said that the prince of this world, he's the ruler of the darkness. But when a ruler of the darkness is to come, he finds out there's nothing that he can claim. He has no power that over the light. If the light is to drive away the power, or if I put it in this way, the darkness cannot claim anything that from the light. The darkness cannot claim Jesus' soul. The darkness cannot claim Jesus' spirit. The darkness cannot even claim his body. Because Jesus said, I lay my body down and I'm going to take it up. Though the darkness had to cover it for a bit, but when the third day comes, the light starts to shine. Satan cannot claim anything that of the light. If he cannot claim anything of the light of Jesus Christ, he cannot claim anything that is from you. Because we've been called the children of light. Satan is all darkness, but Christ is all light. If we are the children of light, then we are the children of a full light as well. That's why God sent the word in this hour to shine upon, shine through the darkness. And then when it shines through, when you receive it, you become the light. Just as Jesus is the, is the light. So when you become the light, you become the children of light. When Satan, the darkness come, there's nothing that he can claim. Because the inside of your soul, there's nothing that Satan can claim. Inside of your soul, your soul doesn't belong to him. Your soul coming from the Father of all light. Then there's no darkness in him, there's no darkness in you. In your soul, in the heart, that you believe the word. Because of the light that shines through and you receive it. There's a word life revealed in the word inside of you. And the light of the life has to shine upon you. That's why Satan, the darkness, cannot claim anything that's inside of you. Because that soul belongs to God. It's the light in that soul. It coming from God, the darkness will come. It dissipated the darkness. So that's why the first John 1, 7 said, But if we walk in the light, as He is in the light, we have a fellowship of one with another. And that the blood of Jesus Christ, His Son, cleanses us from all sin. Not a partial, but all sin. If you just walk in the light, everything His blood can clean. And Satan come to claim Jesus' mind. And he come to Jesus and quoted the scripture. And from the Satan of the reasoning. Said, I will command that all this stone become my bread. And Jesus said, man shall not live by the bread, but by the word, every word from the mouth of God. The darkness coming to the light, it cannot claim an essence. Why? Because he is the full light. It is in the mind. There is still light of the shining. Satan cannot claim anything of that. And if Satan cannot claim anything from Jesus, Satan cannot claim anything in your mind either. You said, oh, I'm in the greatest battle that in my mind. But Satan cannot control that. 
He cannot claim everything. Because in your mind, you have the mind of Jesus Christ. And you have the right, even mental attitude towards the word. The light that is shining upon it. Satan can claim nothing because it's a darkness, but it's a light shining in your mind. And then the Bible said, the prince of this world cometh and has nothing in me. I go back and I check it out. What does the has means? That's a very common word. I have this, I have that, but has in the, in a, a Greek, that means to hold. To have a hold in the hand or grip. And in the sense of a wearing or to have a hold, possession of the mind. He has nothing in me. That means that Jesus said, He can't hold my mind. I'm only coming to do the will of the Lord. Though there's a battle raging, but He can't have nothing in me. That means that He cannot have a whole possession of my mind. Refers to alarm or agitating emotion. Or to hold fast in order to keep. Satan cannot hold your mind. He can influence you. He can cause the damage. He can cause the hurt. He can let you see certain things. Or let you thinking of a certain things. And then a battle reaching battle in your mind. But he doesn't possess the power to hold your mind. Because Jesus said that when the prince of the world come. He has nothing in me. He cannot hold possession of my mind. He cannot control my mind. He cannot control your mind. He can make you feel emotion, but he can't control your emotion. He can make you have a feeling, but he can control your feeling. The bird of the devil can go through your mind, but he cannot make a nest on your mind. Because he doesn't possess the power. Because Jesus said he has nothing in me. The reason is because there is a light living inside of you. If there is a light living inside of you, darkness cannot take in possession. Darkness cannot control. You said, I feel depressed, but it can't control you. You said, I feel the depression is on me, but it can't control you. You feel anxiety is coming, but it can't take possession of your mind. Because your eyes has been opened, then your whole body is in full light. Has has another meaning. The use of those that join to anyone by the bounds of natural blood, or marriage, or friendship, or duty, or law, or attendance, or companionship. I was thinking, what a holding power that Satan had. He used a family to hold you. He used your emotion tie to hold you. And he used your friendship to hold you. Or he used your duty. You're obligated. You must do this. You only must do one thing. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. And Jesus said, he has nothing in me. He can't use a friend to hold me. 
He can't use my family to hold me. Well, my family is almost disowned me. Said my son has gone crazy. I sent him to Canada to do business, but now he needs to become a fanatic. But the family cannot hold me. Because this devil, he has nothing in me. No matter what tool that he has to use. He can use a family as a tool to hold you. He can use a friendship as a tool to hold you. But Jesus said, he has nothing in me. If Jesus said nothing, then Satan, the prince of the world, come, has nothing in me. I can say, Satan, you have nothing in me. And you can say, Satan, you have nothing in me. You can't use my family to hold me. You can't use my emotion to hold me. You can't use my friendship to hold me. You can't even use my blood relationship with the relative or whatever to hold me. Nothing is in there. He has nothing in me. He has nothing in you. Nothing can hold you. Because the full light is living inside of you. It's not just a church light. If it's just a church light, you're gone. If it's just a friendship light, you're gone. If it's just an emotional light, you're gone. But thank God, Christ has to shine the supreme light, the brother Brandon said, upon us. So the one, this one left, and one that one left, but we're not a living. Why? The light has the light in it made up. My whole body is a full. Satan, if after nothing, he can hold to the body of Jesus Christ. That in the grave, after three days, that the resurrection come. And I'll say, Satan, you have no right. You have nothing in me, in you. Let you have nothing, no power in you that can hold my body. That in the grave. If there's no darkness, the full body is in light. Then your soul is in light. Your mind or spirit is in light. And your body is in light too. Because the light has turned on the body from the evil doing to the rightfully doing. This body is not serving Satan anymore. Your physical body is not serving the devil anymore. Then the Bible says that Satan, the prince of the world, has nothing in me. Then I'll say he has nothing in you either. He can't control your body because you give your body to the Lord. You let your body to serve the Lord. You let your mind to serve the Lord because it belongs to God. Even one day when we all die or even the rapture doesn't happen, the body change doesn't come, Satan cannot claim that body either. Because Jesus said, I lay my life down. And in three days, I will take it up again. And Satan cannot, the darkness cannot let us the darkness to cover the light. And Jesus fulfilled the word, take his the body, back it up to the, in the resurrection and again. And now that Jesus said that the prince of the world has nothing in me. The Satan cannot claim his body because that body doesn't belong to him. There was no darkness that in that body. And Jesus that even went to hell. That he, he's not only just taking his body for resurrection. 
The Bible said he grabbed a hold of the key of the death and the grave and the hell and to come up at it again. He claimed the rights for who? For you and me. Oh, how we thank you to the Lord. He can't claim Jesus' body that he can't claim in our body either. Why? Because of the light has a shining into the darkness. Think about it. It's the light. Jesus, he went into the hell. The darkest of place. But the light had to shine into the hell. In the darkest of the place. And then he takes to the body and is resurrected after three days. And now the same Jesus has to come to the hell. Take to the key. The light had to went into the darkest of the place. And take to the key of the death and the grave and of the hell. Well, and the light, oh say, today, the light has to shine on in hell. The hell is on earth. There's a gross darkness on the people. That the darkness is on the land. But light has to shine in the hell. When the whole world is coming into the grip of Satan, but the sons of a God, the daughter of a God, there's a light shining upon you. Jesus, he got the key. If I would say he had the light, that he'd go to the hell and take his body. And Jesus, that who has the key, who has the light, that will come out of the hell hole, that in this earth, that will shine the light upon his children. And I would say the light has to shine down the death. Because Jesus, he went to the hell, he taken the key of the death, key of the grave, and he taken the key of the hell too. Then I would say the light has to shine on the death. And the death become a merely just a chariot that is send out our brother Hugh message. And it send out our brother Henry and send out our brother Frank that it to the eternal light of the kingdom. And one day the light was shining into the grave. Cause he got a key of the hell and the grave and the death. And in that resurrection morning, and the light will shine. And the Lord said that the dead in Christ shall be arised. And it will be all together and lifted it up and go to meet our God. Light has to shine into the darkness. That's why we can claim our family. That's why we can claim our children. We can claim on our joy and our peace, our health, and that everything that God has to give it to us. Because whatever that Adam has lost, God has restored it and it back to us. Now thinking about that other woman that in the well in the Samaria, when the light struck her, and she became a changed person. Is that a woman of the well in Samaria that she got out of problem? And I would say problem after problem. He asked her about he asked her the question of where to get a water. And he was talking about uh well, she was talking with Jesus that the wells are deep. And her husbands, then she got a five husbands and a word to worship. And 
is worshiping in a mountain or worshiping in Jerusalem. All kinds of trouble has surrounded this woman. If I would say that her life has become a mess, or we say her life is in a total darkness. Sometime we saw that we ourselves have fallen into the total darkness almost like. The situation that we're in, the family situation, your health and, and the different things, and the, the weakness in our body, and the, the, the marriage problem, and everything, it seems like we drop into the gross darkness. But don't worry, the light is there. If your eyes singled, the light will lighten up your full body. Jesus is the light. And He come to claim whatever the darkness has taken out of the way. Whatever the darkness has taken possession, the light come and Jesus come. He drive away all of that. He scattered the light that in the worldlyism. He scattered the light of the just a religion. And the, the true light of Jesus Christ shine upon that woman. And when the woman saw the vindicator of the light, the vindicator of the word, that in her darkness, then all the darkness inside of her was scattered away. Her eyes now become a single, and she saw the Messiah. And all her blackness become a white. But remember said, and when her eyes was opened, they knew him. He said, God is the word. The word is the discerner of the thoughts that are in the heart. That's what was in the prophets. But see, he said, a woman, she was ordained to light. And as soon as the light broke, and she saw that he was just an ordinary man, maybe a proposition, she said, why our father worship in this mountain? And you saying in Jerusalem and being a Jew and so forth, and a conversation going on. He said, go get your husband and come here. She said, I don't have any husbands. Said, you have set the right. You have five. Watch. That little speck of a light of knowing who he was. That looked like it could be so. He says, sir, I perceive that you are a prophet. I know when a Messiah comes, that's what he will do. This woman realized that she is not just in front of a man. But she is in front of the son of a man. He said, I am he. She said, that settles it. All of her blackness was made white. And all the Pharisees white was made black by rejecting it. This woman, her eyes was open. So her whole body now it has a full light. And those Pharisees are those under the church lights, under the religious light. But when they rejected the true light, in that hour, all their white become all darkness. But this woman, Brother Branham said, all her black was made white. Because her name had been put on the Lamb's Book of Life before the foundation of the world. She recognized it right now. It took that little seed. It was laying back behind all this vulgar dirt and everything like that. And they cleaned it out. There's a seed inside of her. So that she can recognize the light in that hour. The seed is inside of you. 
so that you can recognize the light in this hour. Folks, that's not a small thing. If the lights are to shine on you and you recognize it, you receive it, that's the greatest thing you can ever have. That's what he come for. To clean out them kind that the Father had to give him before the foundation of the world. Jesus come to shine light on the one that is predestinated to receive it. Amen. I feel religious when I know that to be the truth. Not he that willeth or he that runneth is God. Amen. Not how much you done or how much you didn't do. No man sought God. God sought you. It's the light shine upon you. It's not you try to seeking the light. It's not you try to find in the light. The light specifically shine on you. He said, what was coming in? The revelation. This seed that was down here, when the sun light turned on it. You can take a seed and bury it under a rock. He said, uh, he said, oh brother, when we were ordained of a God before the foundation of the earth, to be sons and daughters of a God, when that light strikes it, there's no denomination, no church boundaries. There's no criticism. There's nothing going to stop it. It's going to live because God said it would. That's why the Bible said, For ye were sometime darkness, but now are ye light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. That's that says the scripture. It's not for anybody else. It's for, for you and me. God put that in the scripture and called you, said you walk in the light because you are the children of light. He predestinated his light to shine upon you. If darkness can only claim darkness, guess what? The light can only claim light. Light cannot claim darkness. There's no darkness inside of a light. And if you are the full light, then you can only claim the light. When light shine on you, you said, oh God, shine on me. I was in the darkness, pull me out of that. I was in a denomination, when light shine on me, that light pull me out of that. And you are in your sinful life, when the light shine on you, other people run away from it. Because they cannot comprehend the light. The light exposes them. But you said, light shine on me. Then you come before the altar, you repent, say the sorry Lord, I done it wrong. Then the darkness has been dissipated. The light can only claim the light. That's why you walk as the children of light. It's not you will walk in the light. You have always been walking in the light. And the Bible said, For there shall arise false Christ and false prophet, and shall show a great sign and a wonder in so much that if it were possible, they shall deceive the very elect. But how are we thankful? The prophet comes and said, It is impossible because you are elect. When you are elect, you are the children of light. The darkness cannot claim you. 
Because why in darkness, there's a deceivableness. When it's in the darkness, there's a secret agenda behind. When there's a darkness, there's a... Forgive my English. I just don't run out of an English word. I didn't run out of my Chinese word. But, but unfortunately, you don't, you don't know Chinese. Anyway, in the darkness, all the evil things that are inside of there. That's why the Bible said, and for some time, you were in the darkness too. There's all the evil things that is in you. But when light shines on you, the inside of a little seat light that's in there. And it started calling for that light. It started calling for that light. And that little seat light that are inside of you, the greater light, the supreme light, start to say, you belong to me. You don't belong to darkness. Light your light, arise and shine. Because the supreme light has come. Then the little light of calling for it. Oh God, shine on me. I don't want this denominational light. I don't want it just a church light. I don't want it just a warm pew. I don't want it just to go to ground and be a rock and all that. Lord, I want my light to claim me that light so that my whole body can be full of light. In First Thessalonians, Five one said about over the time and the season, brethren, you have no need that are right unto you. Talk about the rapture. Talk about the coming of the Lord. For yourself know perfectly that the day of the Lord is so come as, as a thief in the night. For one they shall say, peace and safety. Then sudden destruction comes upon them as travailed upon a woman with child, and they shall not escape. But ye, brethren, are not in darkness, that that day should overtake you as a thief. Ye are all the children of light, and the children of the day were not of the night, nor of darkness. When the darkness fall, and there's the evil that's laced in there, but when light come, it drive away all the evil, all the darkness. Amen. And the one that, when the light come, is not only just revealed his, his word to me or to you, but it's also because you are not the children of darkness. When the light come, it made us be prepared. Because when dark. Well, the Bible said that when that day comes, it's like a thief come. That'll cut you for surprise. But he said it because you're not in darkness, but you are children of light. That means this is not something that's a secret to you. This is not something that is in the darkness. But God has revealed that to you so that you can get yourself ready. When a rapture coming and you won't miss it. When the rapture come, the body come, body changer will come. It will be like a thief at night. And when it comes, you don't know. You don't see the thief in the night of the daytime. Well, maybe nowadays it is hard. But thief is come as at the nighttime. Before you know it, then he take your possession another way. But because you are the children of light... So this rapture, this body change, will not have caught you a surprise. 
Because you're not in the darkness. It's not hiding this to you. But you know the rapture is coming. You know the body change is right at hand. And God give you the light. So when the rapture, the body change will come. It will not overtake you as a thief coming in the night. So when you are in the light. There's no surprise for the believer. When you are in the light. And you won't be overtaken. Because he has it revealed. That is his plan to you. And we know we are in the process. Of the rapture. We know we are in the process. Of the coming of the Lord. That he sends his messenger. To this hour. So you won't be deceived. But the prophet said. We are living in the gross darkness. And it's in such darkness that the people's mind and everything was twisted. And the, in the bread of heaven, the watchman of the night. It also said, it's a science to claim it's in the night. The sun that approaching, pressing, coming on, and pressing, congealing the night together because he knows it just got a little while and day will break. Why the world would have become so dark? Why the people's mind become a constantly evil and thinking about the things that is evil? And as the darkness, it seems like it becomes thicker and thicker. But Abraham said it's because of the darkness is congealing themselves. The reason that it's congealing itself because the light is oppressing it. It said, what does the morning star mean? He stands along, he's a God's watchman. The rest of the star is faded. The moon is gone. And just before the break of the day, the sun begins to shine against the morning star and reflect the true light of the true sign that's just about ready to shine. When a world becomes dark, it's because of the light is oppressing it. And then the darkness become a congregate themselves together. And it make it become even darker. But in that darkness, there's a morning star start to rising up. The morning star is not reflects its own light. The morning star reflects the sunlight. So when a morning star coming, rising up as at a darkest hour, is only reflect or telling the sun is coming. Amen. It's not that the S-U-N, but the S-O-N is coming. Amen. No matter how dark it is, when the things become darker, it shows the sunlight is going to shine. Amen. And when your situation becomes darker, it seems like it becomes congealed. The symptom becomes more and more. It seems like the sickness becomes just taking control of the person. It seems like the trials, the darkness start to controlling you, start to want to swallow you. Remember, you're the morning star. And the morning star reflects the sunlight. It only shows when the darkest hour that is in your life, it only shows the sun of God is coming on the sin. He said, what does the morning star say? The morning star is only reflecting the supreme light 
of the sun coming. The morning star, the rays in is so bright. You know why it is? The sun is so much closer to it. The morning star, the rays in becoming brighter and shining in the brightest in the darkness. But, Brother Brahma said, when it's shining so bright, it's because of the sun is so much closer to it. When we are coming into the darkest of the hour, that is the world to fall into the total darkness. That's the time that the morning stars start to shining. But when the darkness is getting darker and darker all the time, you find out that the believer become brighter and brighter all the time. Why? It's not because of you. It's not because of something that you did. Because of the sun starts getting closer to you. It's not as you and get closer to you, but the word of a God, the son of a man, that light become closer and closer to you. The revealed word becomes stronger and stronger to you. You find out that you got a strength, so all of a sudden start to build it up. Why? The sun become closer to you. When everybody started giving out, giving up out of hope, and your hope become heightened. Why? The sun become closer and closer to you. The sun is coming. In our situation, when you find out it become darker and darker, but there is a strength of the living inside of you. Start to let you see it. Shine, arise, and shine, because your light it's not a company, but get closer to you. It becomes forever closer to you. People start to living, people start to falling. But glory to our Bible, we stay in your position. Your son is coming. When a word is started preaching, when a preacher starts to get on an anointing, preach the word of a God to you. When you receive the word, your faith starts building up. What's that prove? That prove what the SON is getting so much closer now. The sun is so much close to it. It's a pressing on. And the morning star hail the coming of the sun. All right, you morning stars, it's time to go to hailing his coming. Shine, morning stars, rise early. It says that the sun will soon be here. Oh, hallelujah. This is not a time to retreat. This is not a time to demon. This is a time to arise and shine. I don't care what your situation is. I don't care what your sickness is. I don't care how wayward your children are. What family situation. Arise and shine. Because the sunlight is so much closer. You're not reflecting. You're not reflecting a church light. You're not reflecting Cloverdale Bible way light. The reason there's a light is not because of the light bulb. It's because the word of a God that gives you the light. You are reflecting as a morning star the supreme light. A good reflector is reflected exactly what is the shine upon 
If there's just something smudged on it, Brother Parma said, you need to let the blood of Jesus Christ to polish you up. Is that you polishing up? But the blood of Jesus Christ will polish you up. Polish you up enough for intellectual. Polish you up enough for us to become a churchgoer. Polish you up to reflect. Because the sun becomes so much closer. You have to be exactly reflect what is the sun's is. Not a one percent less. That's why Jesus said, I'm coming to give you life. Not just a regular life, but life abundantly. A true reflector reflects a hundred percent. Ninety-nine percent is not a true reflector. God wants us to reflect exactly what He has to shine upon you. He wants your life to live exactly as the Jesus Christ has left, has lived. It's not something far-fetched. This is available to you. Why? Because the sunlight is so much closer. No matter how good a reflector it is, but if the light is just the glare, that's all he can reflect. If the one is just some church doctrine, no matter how sincere the person is, no matter how good that reflector is, that's all he can reflect. That's why the Baptist can only reflect that as the best of Baptist. That's why the Methodist can only reflect as the best of Methodist. That's why the only the Bible way goer just reflected the Bible way goer. But if you are the son of light and when the blood of Jesus Christ polish you up, you're not reflecting any man's idea. You reflect the message of this hour. You become the final voice of the final age under the message. You reflect exactly what God is to shine on you. That's why the sickness can be healed. That's why the bound can be delivered. That's why the desire can be transformed. That's why the prostitute can become a saint. That's why the bar goer can become to come to the church, sitting there, then a word washing them, then they become a changed person. What is it? A supreme light has to come out of reflector, the morning star, that you are not just a star singular, but you are the morning stars arise. And shine. When we look and see that morning star just a glistering in the sky, it means that the sun will shine pretty soon. And when we see the morning stars of a God arising and shining over the glory of the resurrection of Jesus Christ, shows that a supreme one is pressing on. But Abraham said, as soon as it gets real dark, just before the break of the day, the morning star shines its brightest. What it doing? It reflects the light of the coming sun. The reason it gets so dark is because the light is pressing the darkness. It's congealing together. And that's what makes it dark. It's the oncoming light. Jesus said himself, he that overcometh." I will give him a morning star. The Bible says that, what is it? A overcomer. One that's overcome the world. Overcome himself. Overcome pride. I will make him 
the morning star. What does it to do? I will shine him up and set him up there that I can by my oncoming power will reflect my own presence in the darkness. Hallelujah. The prophet called you a morning stars. And Jesus is the morning star. It's the great morning star. Do you know Satan also called morning star? His name is a Lucifer. He's a morning star. That means morning star. He was in heaven. He should be a reflector. But he doesn't want to reflect God's idea. He wants to reflect his own idea. And then from Lucifer and the morning star, God cast him down out of heaven. Then he become a devil. But thank God, you substitute him. You're the morning stars. Why you become a morning stars? Because you faithfully reflect the S O N. Whenever you reflected God's light, the Lucifer, the morning star that it used to be, you are in the darkest hour. When that morning star, the sun of the morning that fall on earth, he created a hell on earth. He gave it a gross darkness on earth. But God is not only just keep you in a morning star in heaven, but he sent his morning stars on earth. While you're on earth, you're as the morning stars faithfully, exactly reflect what is the son of God that is. He said, you morning stars, rise and shine. It's time to shine. The coming of the Lord is at hand. Reflecting His presence. Reflecting the coming sun. Giving the same signs. Jesus said He was, as He was in the days of Sodom, it will be the same thing in the coming of the Son of a Man. The same ministry that the sun went down in the same light he went down in is coming again in the resurrection power and the morning star is reflecting that light. I'll say, how faithfully the bride of Jesus Christ has reflected that the sun, that S-O-N. And every time when the devil is on earth making it become darker and darker, and twisted, twisted the people's mind. And even coming into your situation, make you become a, make your situation become a more difficult and the darker than ever. But God has a faithful morning stars. Cause you surrender your own will. You're forsaking everything just to reflect God's own son. And every time when you're reflecting the God's own son, when you are as the morning stars reflecting the God's own character, Satan, the fallen morning star on earth, can only be jealous. He can only feel envied about it because he was a cast down. He doesn't reflect it. That's why he was cast down on earth. And your reflection of that morning star, as the morning stars, your reflection of the coming sun is reminding Satan his judgment is on hand. That his day is over. Watchman, 
What is the hour? The morning cometh and the night. When it grows darkness is along earth. When it grows darkness is on everything. But that's to the time. The morning stars that shines the best. Shines to the brightest. It's not a talk about something else. I'm far from being finished, but I'm going to close here. This is not a something that just to say something nice about you. This is what the word of God has said about you. It's not that a man's idea try to tell you. But you are the blood-bought bride of Jesus Christ. On this earth to reflect what is the light of the God, of the coming Son. Let me read out a few quotes just as we finish here. But Rama said in an invisible union of the bride of, bride of a Christ. He said, your first husband that you are married to, the world, the anointed of the bridegroom which foreordains you has washed you by the washing of the water. You are standing completely justified as though you never did at the first place, at the beginning. You are the pure, virtuous, sinless bride of the Son of the living God. Every man and woman that's born of the Spirit of a God and washed in the blood of Jesus Christ and believes every word of a God stands as though you never sinned at the first place. You are perfect, the blood of Jesus Christ. That's why you can arise and shine. You are standing completely. You never sinned at the first place. You never did it. You were accused of it. Then a musician come by the accuser. But really, from the beginning, you were predestinated to be a son and daughter of God. You are standing there washed. What washed you? The blood of Jesus Christ has washed you. Why? So that you can shine. You can shine. You are the virtuous bride of a Christ. Washed in the blood of a Jesus Christ. Precious, virtuous, sinless son of a God. Standing with a pure, unadulterated bride. A word that he washed by the water of his own blood. That become a flesh and manifested. That he might take you which were predestinated in the bosom of the Father. Before the beginning, the same as he was, he was a great attribute of a God called a love. But in the sight of a God that a bride is justified. She never done it in the first place. Amen. Standing there, married to the virtuous son of a God, never sinned in the first place. Why? She was a foreordained. She was attracted into this. And now, when she heard the truth and come forth, the blood cleansed to her. And she stands there virtuous. She has no sin on her at all. Morning stars, arise and shine. Because your light 
has come. Hallelujah. The blood of a Jesus Christ. Think of it. The dripping bloody word. The blood of the word of a God. Bleeding blood to wash the bride in. She stands perfect. Virgin. Unadulterated. She never sinned in the first place. Amen. She was attracted into it. What a beautiful bride of Jesus Christ that you are. No wonder he can say arise and shine. Because your light has come. Let us stand. If you are the bride of Jesus Christ, you possess the title deed. Everything that Adam and Eve has lost, he redeem it, he claim it for you, and he give it back to you. What is the abstract title deed? Holy Spirit. You possess the Holy Spirit. When you possess that Holy Spirit, everything that in that title deed is all belongs to you. When this morning star, when Jesus Christ, when the sun is coming, shining so bright, getting so close to you, you know what he wants? He's claiming you. His redeeming time, it is over. Now he come to claim. Why he claimed it? Because you are the reflector. You're the morning stars. When the sun coming so close, he claimed everything. The light reflected from the, the perfect reflector. He polished you up all this year with his word, with his bleeding word. It's for a moment like this. Arise and shine, the bride of Jesus Christ. Let's just sing it all together. Joe's army.
Catherine? Sorry. Uh, would, you, would you stand up, please? Catherine, uh, the other day, called the church. This is the first time you come to the church. She came and she called, uh, called Sister Megan. And Sister Megan gave the call to me. And Catherine got a colon cancer. Right? And uh, she said that the doctor gave her up. And somehow she got online. And she uh, brought and find it at a church address here. And she said that the first thing that she was thought, she said, I want the church to pray for her. And I, used to, uh, I shared it with her about my dad's testimony. How the Lord healed him. Years ago, there was only 150 people in the whole world has that disease. But I told my dad, I said, Lord, I said, Dad, I know you don't know God. But why don't you try the God that your son that believed? That's what my dad did. And my dad, until today, is in perfect health. And he's 86 years old. And it's a picture still hanging in Beijing in the hospital there. And he's the only one in that 150 in the whole world that got healed and still alive today. What is that proof? The word of a God is still the truth. That Jesus Christ is still the same yesterday, today, and forever. And since the front sin, that the God of the leukemia, and our God that healed her, not once, twice. Eunice, that the God of the leukemia, that God healed you, and still keep the healing. Does God heal? God heal. Because the word of a God has a sin. And our sister Karen. And want to pray for her. And we are not just to pray for the people. We believe for the people. When we pray. We believe. God is a miracle working God. What he did to my dad. What he did to sister Francine. What he did to brother Yunnan. What he did to many of the people. That are in this small congregation. But there's a big God. And he's still healed. By his stripes. You were healed. As we sing that I claim that of the blood. I wonder if this is Karen, uh, Catherine. You want to come in and over? Brother Tom. Brother Michael.
blessing is in the blood of Jesus Christ. It's not a, I can claim this, I claim that. You claim the blood of Jesus Christ. In the blood there's a healing. In the blood there's a deliverance. In the blood there's everything. Your children, your family, your loved ones, everything. In the blood. The reason is because it's by the blood He bought everything back for you. By the blood, He paid the debt for your children. By the blood, He paid the debt that for your healing. By the blood, He paid that your wayward children can come home. By the blood, He gave you the Holy Ghost. There's only one thing you need to look back to. Look back to the blood of Jesus Christ. Let us bow our head. Our dear Heavenly Father, 
How we thank you, Lord. How we thank you that you come into the flesh, become, become a man just like we are. That it can be touched by the feeling of our infirmity. So, Lord, that we can claim that the blood, that blood is not a Jewish blood, that blood is not a Gentile blood, but that blood is the blood of a God. There's a life of a God flowing inside of that blood. Lord, oh, one that a Roman cruel spear that appears into the side of Jesus Christ, that it broke the blood cell so that the life of God was released. Let it kind of drop it into the children, Lord, that they can claim that blood, that life can live it inside of them. Is that something that is a far, far million miles ago? But Lord, that is available for us. So Lord, we thank you that we claim that blood for our healing. We claim that blood for our loved one. We claim that the blood for the baptism of the Holy Ghost. We claim the blood for the body change. It all lays it in that. It belongs to your children. We thank you, Lord. We ask you to send your children, Lord, to let them go to their each home. Let a word be rooted in their heart. Lord, as we're meditating on the word, even in the afternoon and in time, Lord, I pray that you make yourself even closer. Because, Lord, how we wanted that sun, that S-O-N, to shine closer to us. So that we can reflect that light stronger and stronger. It's not that light shining, only shining stronger and stronger. But, Lord, we want to reflect the light stronger and stronger. We want that our life to be, Lord, shining stronger than ever. We want our life to believe, Lord, just reflected our life, Jesus Christ. Lord, we want that our living worthy for the gospel. Oh God, how we thank you that we see that in the last little while, Lord, uh, almost since it started off the last year when the church started open, you see the hungry children that are coming back, Lord, just climbing higher and higher. Lord, we believe that's because the sun is shining so close to us. Lord, that as the world become a darker and oppressed by the light, Lord, we're one day closer to the body change. Lord, just to help us reveal yourself more to us as well as the drawing, as the coming of the Lord, drawing closer than ever. We give you all the thanks and glory. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Let's sing a, uh, the blood that will never lose its power before we go. Oh, sorry. Oh, yeah, yeah. The blood that never loses power. Yes, let's sing it all together. For it reaches to the
power. Oh, thank you, Lord. It's the blood that I give us a strength. It's the blood that I heals our sickness. It's the blood that opens up the blinds of the eye. It's the blood that heals us the cancer. It's the blood that leads us to home. The blood will never, will never lose its own power. Oh, hallelujah. Lord, we give you thanks. We worship you, Lord. How worthy you are. The Lamb of God had a part on our salvation. The Lamb of God had a pain on our death. So that we don't have to pay that. But he paid for every one of us. Oh, Jesus. We give you all the glory. We give you all the honor. We give you all the thanks, Lord. Lord, you will not only heal our body, Lord, you will give us a resurrection of body. Lord, when the light one day will shine on the grave, you will pick up the dust, you will pick up the ashes, we will see the resurrected the saints. Oh Lord, are we going to come back to the earth and then take on the glory of the body? Oh, the light has to shine on us. We thank you for the word that you give it to us. We thank you for the message that you give it to us. Thank you for the messenger that you give it to us. Oh, that I have a preach the word that in this darkest of hour, when it grows darkness and upon the people, oh, the brightest of the morning star can ever shine so bright. Oh, we thank you, Lord. Oh, out of our heart is a longing and yearning after you. Out of our heart is one of worship. Oh, what is it? Thank you, Lord. Oh, the honor, thank you. Mighty, all belongs to you, Lord. Your word is for our praise. Lord, your word is for us to give us a whole life and dedicate it to you. Oh, thank you, Lord. I pray, Lord, you go with your children. Lord, as they go to the room, Lord, and may the sweet presence of God just start to draw nigh them to them and tell them in the heart of my children, I'm forever so close to you now because my coming is at hand. I prepared a place for you and now I shine my presence upon you because I'm coming here to take you home. Oh, we thank you, Lord. It was every one of us. Let your presence go with us. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Amen. Oh, isn't he lovely? He just is such a lovely God. Isn't he lovely, Nathan? What a character that our Lord has. And shows through the message. And so through the messenger. And not only just a years ago, shows through that a man of a God is sitting behind me. Show through with our dear pastor, Brother Basco, all this year faithfully. And show through you, all of you that are sitting here. I give God thanks for the bright morning stars that you have been shining so bright in this hour. May God bless you. Shake hands with each other until we meet again. God bless you.